What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello. This is Students for a Better Future with your co-host, Ruben Torres and Mark, your political, Dr. Mark, your political optometrist, helping you see clearly. <laughs> Tonight we have a wonderful guest. Her, it's it's it, it's a woman. Her name is Maria Linda Espinoza. She is yes. co-founder and national director of the Remembrance Project. And what that is, it's a project for uh, the the surviving family members uh, who have victims of illegal immigrants. Uh, the young young lady is also running for Congress. Uh, she, Ruben is going to have much to interact with this young lady once she calls in. She hasn't called in yet, so you, you know one thing I wanted to tell you, uh, Ruben. Up, uh, oh, we're yeah. getting a call. Here we go. I'm going to answer it. Hello, this is Mark and Ruben with Students for a Better Future. Is this Ms. Espinoza? Yes, hello. How are you? How are oh, we you? We're fine. How are you? Right, go ahead, Ruben. Well, w- thank you for coming. Uh, thank you for taking uh, our invitation. As a matter of fact, uh, I-, I heard your commercial this morning on the Chris Salcedo show, and you sound like a congresswoman already. <laughs> well, good. I, I hope so. <laughs> Definitely. We, we, we uh, uh, for my part, I'm gonna do as, uh, as much as I can to get you to to Washington because we need you. But, oh, uh, thank you so much. Definitely. But you have to invite us to the swearing in, though, Ms. Espinosa, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. The, the you more got the it. merrier, and, and whoever helped, please come out. Yes. Definitely. Def- definitely. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, there's a lot of people from 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 Houston that are on on all over that all my all over uh, Facebook and uh, on the internet that I know that are listening and and they're happy that you you came on the show tonight. Oh well, it's my pleasure. You know how it, it's busy and a very busy time, but I'm I'm so glad y'all reached out and were persistent. So I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, let, let's begin now. If you can just basically give an overview of, of why get into the political race, why this time and not next year or, or four years from now, why now? Okay, a couple questions there. Well, um, why get into the political race? I, I personally don't look at it or view it as a political uh, move because you know I'm doing my best to try and preserve America um, for Americans and to make sure that this country remains uh, the greatest country in the world. You know, and through my work with the Remembrance Project, you know, I advocate for families whose loved ones were killed 
by an illegal alien because our laws are not enforced, our constitution not followed, and representatives not representing the people. So that's really what got me into this, and I did not think it was so political. I just thought maybe all these killings taking place, not just in Texas, but all over the country, um, maybe they just weren't getting the coverage, the media wasn't reporting them, and uh, the public was not aware of what was taking place, and therefore legislators were not able to um, see the problems that our families faced. And unfortunately, um, with all the work that I've done, I've testified personally and taken families to testify in Austin and also in Washington, D.C., and unfortunately, they know what's going on, and they're not doing anything about it. So, Maria, you know, do you have any stats or numbers for us? Do you, do you have any stats or numbers for us on amount no, of victims Ruben, and things like that? No, unfortunately, that's something that we've been trying to get, and also the Shaw family in California, in Los Angeles, and they've been working with Representative Walter Jones on HR 1341, which is basically just saying that Law enforcement has to report to the FBI the crimes committed by illegal aliens, and that has to be made available to the public. And that hasn't gone anywhere. And that was filed, I would wow. say, about four years ago. Yeah, so you wow, can see they, the so you, that are you, you know today. they're hiding something. Yes. But, yes. but Maria, Maria uh, the, the Remembrance Project is such a, uh, I, I believe right now it's in 28 states. Correct me if I'm mm, wrong? Yes. Yes. Uh, and I, 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 while prepping for the show um, to interview you, it I, I, I touched me. Just reading the, the, the cases and, and, and how internally people are so desperately looking for individuals like yourself who, who are actually want to fight and take mm-hmm. this war that we have against uh, illegal immigration and have the, the 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 strength, perseverance to to fight like you are fighting. There's not too many individuals, and even your competitor or your opponent, John Culberson. I mean, to me, you are definitely a way above when it comes to challenging him on fighting illegal immigration. Um, yes, and you know, this is a um, this is my hot button. But know that illegal immigration touches so many other issues, and it adversely affects our educational system. Of course, you know, the crime, the health care, transportation, our resources, budget, everything, you name it. Of course, our taxes, uh, you know, and it does affect all, all of this. If we had just take, if we would just take care of this problem by enforcing the border and, and enforcing laws, and, you know, we would be, we would, largely not be in this situation, and certainly our families of stolen lives families um, would still have their loved one with them. That's right. Uh, uh, Mark, you want to go ahead and ask uh, Mr. Spinoza a, a question regarding... Um... Uh, no, uh, that, that's okay. I'll, uh, I'll let you folks take the lead. It's a very important issue. Um, yes, I, you know, I wanted to ask her, I, I did want to ask, because she said 28 states. Do you have any representation up here in the Northeast, Maria? 
Yes, we do. Um, depends on where you are. We have New York, New Jersey. We're looking at um, Pennsylvania, Maryland, up in and um, where are you in? I'm in New Jersey myself. Okay, I can connect you with um, someone who is in New Jersey. So if you email through the RemembranceProject.org website and um, mm-hmm. refresh my memory of this conversation, and I will connect you with people up there. Okay, what was that website again, ma'am? The RemembranceProject.org. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. Thank and you. also, if you want to, me- Maria, if you want to go ahead and mention your uh, personal uh, the website running for Congress, uh, we want to promote. We'll, we'll definitely want to put you on on on, on our homepage. Um, so mm-hmm. if you want to go ahead and, and and take the time now to. Uh, promote your your um, campaign website. Okay, thank you. It's mariaforamerica.com, mariaforamerica.com. And we have a Facebook page as well and Twitter. Facebook okay. is Maria Espinoza for Congress. That's Maria Espinoza for Congress. And my Twitter handle is Maria for America. And that's F-O-R for America. Got it, got it. And you know what? I We still have a lot of of the show to go. So I wanted to put a spring into Rubens, if you don't mind, for a second. But I just saw that Ted Cruz just eked into second place behind Donald Trump in New Hampshire, Ruben. Mm, okay. So well, I wanted well, to tell you that because Ruben is a big okay. Cruz fan, Maria. No kidding. You Texans. <laughs> you, you damn Texans all sticking together. <laughs> but, but he right, just... Right uh, Oh, no, excuse me, it was third place he just got into. I'm sorry, third place. He just right eked ahead of Jeb Bush. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I, just, I, I, I wanted to... Right now, right now, all the attention is on Maria. Okay, no, go, babe. Well, I wanted to put okay. a spring in your step. We, we, we love... I wanted to fill your sails with wind, Ruben. <laughs> go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. Maria, uh, John Culberson has stated that... that Basically, that he, he he's against that he put a bill for sanctuary, to end sanctuary cities. Uh, how much of that is really believable? I mean, as a conservative, he appears to say something, but doesn't do what he says he's supposed to do. That's correct, Ruben. And here in December, this last well, December 2015, he funded those cities that have sanctuary city policies along with other things as well but on this particular issue he funded that in the omnibus when he voted for that right omnibus bill and also now he's saying that he wants to stop them and he's going to you know do what he's not gonna, he's already funded it he's already funded the sanctuary cities through September so anything else that he says about not, number one, ending sanctuary cities, also the executive amnesty that Obama pushed through and the refugee resettlement program, all that is funded through September, as well as he funded Planned Parenthood, which is, of course, as you know, mm-hmm. um, a for-profit organization, and he could have done that. You know, and he – so – you can go on my website at mariaforamerica.com, and we just sent an alert out, I believe it was yesterday, uh, this morning, pardon me, 
about the Planned Parenthood rebuttal because he put out an alert and someone, a constituent, sent it to us and we responded. So the truth is that he could have not voted for the omnibus and therefore not funded um, Planned Parenthood and sanctuary cities. He's indicating, and correct me if I'm wrong, he's indicating that the reason uh, Planned Parenthood and Obamacare, repealing Obamacare, that those are really funds that are really private funds, that that they're they're not taxpayer funds. And I I couldn't couldn't believe it. I'm sorry, I had a laugh. I'm sorry. Right. No. You know, he should have, there should have been a writer of some sort. And, And the alert that I mentioned um, uh-huh. has some very good links to it, and it also references um, his fellow congressman, Bridenstine, that, um, where he sets out in his alert that um, they c- it could have been stopped and, and Planned Parenthood um, does fund, I mean, the omnibus does fund the Planned Parenthood. Right. So, right. And, and, <clears throat> I mean, so that, the, the truth uh, is told. The truth is out there. Right, and but one of one of the great things about your campaign is that you have so many people that are are, are endorsing you, supporting you. Uh, I mean, yes. uh, having having someone like uh, Greg Abbott, uh, who, who I consider to be the best governor right now in, in the United States, uh, it's it, it's really some very encouraging, and I and I feel so good about your campaign. That I, I definitely I can say that you are heading in the right direction all the way to Washington D.C. Well, I certainly hope so. And, you know, Ruben, it's very it's very exciting. It's a lot of work, of course, but it is exciting with the the feedback that we've received and the you know the, so many people all over are helping and and helping us you know, with the Remembrance Project as well. I mean, hundreds of people. We wouldn't be able to get to where we were without all the volunteers. And I'm a volunteer as well. I mean, I've been working at the Remembrance Project for over six years. And and every now and then we, we get a bump in ex- and for travel expenses. And we get um, our volunteers and supporters who donate flight miles and, you know, donate a hotel room. You know, things like that. That's how we're making it work. And I see the same thing happening with my campaign. It's it's all grassroots, and you can do a search on the Internet for the work that the Remembrance Project and you know has done and, of course, myself. So, you know, we are certainly a grassroots campaign, and it is a David and Goliath-type race, um, Ruben, because th- this is huge. I mean, you have a career politician who is embedded in with the Washington cartel now. At one time, maybe he was a conservative, um, but not anymore. And, you know, we have, and that's why I'm here. I mean, we have to stop him. And, you know, we don't have much room here to play with. We don't have a lot of time. And some of the things that have been implemented through the omnibus and funded with that bill we need to stop. You know, we need to repeal Obamacare. We do need to stop the executive amnesty. Look at you mentioned Governor Abbott. You know, he filed yep. a lawsuit. Governor Perry yep. started it, but Governor Abbott championed it. And the Remembrance Project filed an amicus brief 
last year with other three other national organizations, one with FAIR and Early, IRLI, and also the National uh, Sheriff's Association. So, um, you know, we're, we are very invested. I attended both oral hearings before the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans, and now that the Supreme Court is going to hear this Texas lawsuit in 25 states, um, probably in April, um, we're right. going to file another brief, and it has to do with the public safety. So, you know, we're very active, and I'm very concerned of what's going to happen. I hope the Supreme Court rules in our favor, but you know, now it just nothing's a for sure a certainty. So, you know, that's why I'm running. I, I feel like I have to do more than what we we've, we've been doing, and y'all. Um, in 2014, we met with the United States Secretary of Homeland Security, Jay Johnson. Right. Um, oh, boy. Also with the then Attorney General Eric Holder, and we went in the meeting with a few family members whose loved ones were killed by an illegal alien, and one of the families was the Border Patrol agent Brian Terry's mother and his brother. As you know, he was killed oh, in the fast and furious gunman. Yeah. So, yes. Lulu, I'm very curious. How did both of these hacks react mm. to the audience with the audience you had with them? Well, I'll tell your listeners a couple things. Number one, we met with Jay Johnson first. That was in the morning. And I had a red letter ready to give him that we drafted with a few family members and I gave it to him and basically I read it to him first and basically it was just about his position as the Secretary of Homeland Security. We demanded that he secure the homeland and um, slid that over to him. Then I asked him a few questions that Carrie Ruiz had about using a 1922 treaty to extradite her daughter's killer. Felicia was 16 years old, thought she was going to a Halloween party almost 16 years oh ago. Lord. She was um, ambushed, jumped, and the people she she was with stabbed her over 39 times. It was a horrific, oh vicious murder. Oh, my God. And she was a tiny little thing, maybe 100 pounds. Um, and so how yes, did Jay Johnson react away. to this? How did Jay Johnson yes, well, react? That hack exactly. Right after that um, question about the 1922 treaty, he said, "I am not here to be interrogated by you." And that's that's what he said to me. But and that's fine. oh, isn't and I, and he I wonderful? Can you, I just love him more after this conversation, Maria. Uh, I know, I know, but I can tell now, you that. Oh, okay, um, wait. That, that was that's Jay Johnson. Hold on. How about Jay Johnson? Yes. His Highness Eric Holder. How did he react? Well, let me tell you first. Jay Johnson oh. ended up okay. ended up not shaking my hand when we got up to leave. I just turned to oh, get my bag, and I turned around. And he was out the door and and gone. So he, Did he you was, throw anything no. at him? Did you throw anything at him as he was exiting the doorway? No. No, y'all. No. I was polite but stern. And, uh, you know, he did try. I felt 
couple times to try to intimidate me, but you know, there there is such a responsibility that I have with the Remembrance Project and the families who just simply are not heard. And you know, I'm not going to back down. I, I'm fortunate to have my little family intact. Uh, I have not gone through the loss of a loved one in that way. And you know, I, I'm just there to do a job. So, um, yeah, that's how that went. <laughs> well, now, um, well, mo- you go asked ahead, about uh, Attorney General Eric Holder. Yeah, um, how did he react now? now? Now that we know how Jay Johnson reacts, because I, I didn't hold Jay Johnson in high regard anyway. Uh, he's got no business being in that position. He's grossly right. unqualified. All he is mm-hmm. is a party ideological hack. Um, <laughs> and I just wanted yeah. to say one thing before you tell us about Eric Holder. I wanted to remind the students what's going on here with this illegal immigration issue. It's the Democrats see it providing two benefits for them, which is why this goes on. Benefit number one, they think a large portion of these people are going to be voting Democrats. That's their first benefit. The second benefit is is uh, wealthy Democrat donors and party favorites are making a lot of money housing, feeding, and taking care of these illegal immigrants. So it, it goes back to what I've always said on this show. It's... It's the classic leftist Democrat maneuver, laundering general taxpayer money for leftist causes and persons. Now, I'm sorry Mm -hmm. to interrupt you, Maria. Now, tell us how the illustrious Eric Holder reacted. Well, I want to add to that because there are people who claim they're Republicans and they want the cheap labor and they want open borders so that these mm-hmm. industries can make more and more money. And so, you know, as you can see, and I wasn't kidding when I said that this is a David and Goliath race for me yeah. because I'm opposing, yes, the liberal Democrats or Democrats, and also um, I, in our fight, um, I guess I should stay with the race here. So I'm looking at um, um, establishment on one side, and then you have these open borders uh, people who don't want to hit for me to have any sort of a say so or be heard. Oh, of um, course you know, not. So they were, we're, we're everyone wants up. to shut you up. They both want to shut you up, Maria. And <laughs> God bless you for taking them on, ma'am. Yes, yes. I have a lot of help. Um, and um, so let's see. You were talking about Attorney General Eric Holder. Well, um for the most part, his assistant took all the blame in not answering the family's questions in emails or letters, and they never got one answer from him. Wow. And basically, it went nowhere, y'all, because there were so many questions. There were just excuses, and he pretended to be um, caring and interested, um, you know, so that it just... It was a waste of time, um, and we were probably a lot more frustrated than uh, when we, we walked in. So they, they feigned caring then, basically, is what you're saying. They seemed caring, yes, and, and I guess I can tell you this story. Um, the uh, Kent, Brian's brother, told a, a story 
to Holder that and, and Holder I'm telling you almost fell out of his chair. He was shocked. <laughs> um yes, he told him that that in when they finally were able to have access to Brian's home. Now it was almost a year after Brian was murdered that the government allowed the family to go into Brian's home. So it was almost a year and the family discovered that Brian's computers and his personal computer was the hard drive was wiped clean. The house looked as if it had been ransacked and Brian's mother had to buy back his furniture. Now, I'm not sure what that meant or how that looked because I didn't want to ask Josie, uh, Terry. But Kent told them, the brother told Holder that he's had, that Brian had a pair, brand new pair of boots in the closet. And he went in and pulled out the stuffing from one of the boots and reached his hand into the toe um, discovered that there was a little notebook, little diary that Brian had kept. Ooh. And yes, and that was shocking to him. He he just really paid attention to that and he did not expect it. And in that book was a entry that um, Brian had made and in that entry on a certain day in November, he said that he stopped a silver SUV and searching the SUV in the back, it was loaded with guns. He called it in and they told him to let it pass. Mm. Oh, so Jesus. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> my first thoughts were, gosh, I hope Kent has that journal somewhere other than his home because uh, yeah they're Eric going Holder after it they're going after him cronies over there yes yeah so, so that, does he still was, have it well uh, i'm sure he does and it's not it, it's i'm sure it's in the safe place somewhere um you know i don't want to know <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but yeah that was that was pretty shocking and um it was very telling, and I, I hope the Terry family finds the answers that they they they're due that are due them. And a, I want every single uh, question that they have answered. Well, you, you know what? Uh, they don't want to answer it. They want to sweep it all under the rug, just like they want to sweep Benghazi under the rug, because mm-hmm. the, the the Democrats have two talents. One is distorting reality. The second is gaming the system. Other than that, uh, I haven't seen anything constructive come out of a, de- a Democrat mouth in decades. And I'm I'm about eight years older than you, Maria, and I haven't heard one in decades. I think the, uh, the, the last good ones were uh, Kennedy and Moynihan. <laughs> but since but anyway, then, and and Bill Bradley was, was a class act. I have to say that uh, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not sure of his voting record. But anyway, uh, her website of this young lady on who's running for Congress is now. Tell me if I'm right, MariaForAmerica.com. Yes, that that's, that's right. her website. Please donate to this woman. 
she's she's David. She's fighting Goliath. I want to give her a small bit of unsolicited advice. When you do that slingshot right between the eyes, you got to hit it, Maria. <laughs> All right, I'm sure, okay. Ruben, I'm sure you have other questions. You have yeah, the floor, I do. sir. I do, I do. Uh, you know, you're talking about David and Goliath, but remember uh, Ted Cruz when he went up against David Duhars, who was the lieutenant mm-hmm. governor. Ted yes. Cruz was basically, uh, he he was basically unknown, really didn't have a lot of funding, and he still won. He won by grassroots, just like you're doing. And, mm-hmm. and I, yes. I'm, a, I'm a bit as confident of what he did, that, what you're doing, that you're going to succeed. That's number one. Number two, let's mention Brian Terry is endorsing you, correct? Uh, yes, Kent Terry is endorsing me. I mean, yes. Kent Terry. Yes, Kent. Yes, Kent is endorsing me, and I'm very grateful to him. And you know, he knows that we're we we fight very hard. Definitely. Now, the question I have, and I have two questions. But number one, how how how, what what District Seven covers what areas within? uh, Yes, go ahead. Yes, well, it's um, you know, they're all sort of sort of gerrymandered, you know that. Funny, all, funny shaped all here, but we're inside the Grand Parkway. Let's start at Grand Park, Parkway in I-10, and it goes up just on the other side of 290, sort of a strip, oh. come, okay. comes down and drops south of I-10. Okay. I'm familiar with the area. To, West, to Westheimer, all the way across and into the villages and memorial, and just... And, um, has a little bit of a pocket. I grab a pocket just before um, 610 and it it jumps up just north for a little pocket there and it comes back down. I have all of Bel Air and um, parts of Ailey's Meyer land um, into West U area and up right towards just short of downtown. So it's, it's, of course, it's a, yes, it's a very large district, of course, is a congressional district, and this is the seat that uh, Bush 41 held and uh, then Bill Archer for 30 years. Yeah. Well, what, what, the other question I had is, uh, it's not a question, more of a comment. Houston right now is suffering because of the oil prices have gone down, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of suffering that's happening in Houston. As much as we don't mm-hmm. want individuals to be suffering, this is an opportunity for individuals who may be who maybe who just got laid off from the from the oil industry in Houston that are not happy with John Culperson and what he's been doing and you know, mm-hmm. and, and unhappy and angry over incumbents. So I think everything is falling in line, Maria. Yes, I, um, I believe so too, Ruben. And I think it's it's so far past what where people have been asking and asking and calling their representatives and they're not being heard. And this is what I hear over and over. Um, you know, Mr. Culberson no longer lives in the district, number one, and he has been a lifetime politician. And when you remove yourself so far from the people and you know, your concentration is in Washington, D.C., but you forget about the people and, and come home. You've got to stay in touch with them. And that that's the way I run the Remembrance Project. 
we we stay in touch. Um, you know, I get feedback. We bounce ideas off. We have conference calls. Um, you know, uh, I'm, it's exciting to me um, for to the thought of being able to help more people, and, and that's right. what I look forward to. I don't know what access I will have or technology or what I'll have once, you know, hopefully I win. Um, but, you know, you're talking to someone who is, is grassroots and thinks outside the box and is very entrenched and close to families and the needs well, of what the average American needs and wants and expects. Right. Well, one, one of the things that, that I'm looking at is, and, and I think your team – probably is looking at the same thing is, you know, uh, social media became very important during the Obama running for, mm-hmm. for president. Social yes. media basically will get your name out there and, and, and get donations. And personally, that's what I'm going to be doing, promoting you everywhere so they can get to know who Maria Linda Espinosa is. Because she's truly a, a fantastic, dedicated, and great American, uh, and and we want we want you in Congress, and uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do as much as we can to 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 get you there. Mark, yes, thank you so much, and I tell you, we do have um, the younger generation on our team as well, so that they're very valuable, and yep. <clears throat> you know my daughter helps out as well, and she's you know 32, so. That's um, a, a great asset to our team, you know. But it's it's word of mouth, Ruben. It's word of mouth, and you know we have to get in there and fight. We can't just give up and let this country, the greatest country in the world, go down in ruin. You know, and and that's what I, that's where we are right now. And look at the refugee resettlement program. You know, the, we can't vet these people. We have no way to look at their backgrounds. And here we see what's going on in Europe what happened in Paris and right. here in San Bernardino and then Houston, the foiled, you know, uh, bombing of the Galleria, um, you know. So yeah. it's here, and, and we can't just sit on our laurels any longer. No, 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 definitely not. Yeah, you get them, no. kid. You get them. I'm telling you, up to Ruben, I'm admiring this woman, and I don't use that word uh, easily. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. We're very impressed with well, you. Well, thank Maria. you. As a, ma- as a matter of fact, uh, Chris Chris Salcedo, who you, you know, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he he had very very high uh, high praises for you. He's coming on the oh, sh- he's coming on the show also uh, next month because we definitely want to talk more about you and we want to basically get get your name out there on a national level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have a, a, a question in regards to the the whole situation again. Referring to the the economic crisis that's happening in Houston, it's happening in a lot of uh, cities in Texas due to the oil crisis. What has John Culberson said about the economic crisis that is impacting uh, the Houston Houston area? Mm, I'm I'm not quite sure what John has said. Um, okay. Actually, I'm. I don't even read his alerts unless someone sends them to me because I'm so deep into what I'm doing and keeping up and going door to door. But, you know, I do want to say that um, a couple other things on issues, you know, that, of course, everyone knows we have a $20 trillion debt. We've got 90 million Americans out of work. Um, And, 
you know, we're in a huge amount of trouble here. Hopefully we can turn things around. But um, the TPP is coming up, the Trans-Pacific right. Partnership is coming up. Yes. I do not want Mr. Colberson to vote for that TPP. Anytime I, I thought that's who I voted on. I, I thought that's sadly well, uh, for the people. I thought that's signed, sealed, and delivered already. No. No, no, not yet. Um, the TPA, yes, TPP, yes. not yet. And and if you look up, Senator Jeff Sessions put out a, a good some good information on um, why not to vote for it. He had such a solid conservative, and I'm proud to have stood shoulder to shoulder with him and Mike Lee, David Vitter, and James Inhofe to stop the Gang of Eight bill in 2013. Right. Um, we had a press now, conference. Now, can I ask? Wait, I, I wanted to ask something. I want to ask something related to this. Which which bill was it? TPA. I thought it was TPP. Which was the bill that they hid in the basement of the White House? You could only read it. You couldn't go in there with your phone to make pictures. You couldn't take notes. You couldn't read with any papers. You could only read the bill. Um, I mean, it goes to show you the. Uh, great transparency of, of our D.C. elitist uh, crime families, right. but which, which bill was it, the P.P. or the P.A. Um, that they hid in the basement? Yeah, I, I mean, but I they were hiding one of them in the basement. And also, it, 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 also, isn't T.P.P., isn't that the one that's also 2,000 pages? Yes. Yeah, so I, I have to tell the audience uh, now, Becoming uh, the uh, skeptical person I am, they hid the bill and they wouldn't let it be circulated, uh, mm-hmm. the first thing. Um, and then the uh, second thing with, with it, it was passed by and voted on by Republicans. Probably yes. this clown that you're up against, I'm sure, would have voted for it because the uh, party boys were just falling in line. Because uh, what I wanted to remind the audience, the problem we have in this country isn't just the Democrats. It's the Republicans, mm-hmm. too. And that, that's what makes Maria's candidacy even more valuable. Go ahead, folks. Go ahead, Ruben. Okay, uh, Maria, in regards to, you know, in Texas and throughout the United States, uh, the NRA is a very powerful, powerful Organization, where are you with the NRA endorsement, or, or possibly, uh, you know, how do you, what do you stand on on, on on the Second Amendment? So I'm very strong Second Amendment. Um, in fact, when I work from home, I just um, I carry my gun with me all the time, even walking around the house. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, yeah. I shouldn't let that out, but yes, oh yes, very pro Second Amendment, absolutely. And in fact, um, I, it would be a huge mistake. We might as well turn the lights off in America if our Second Amendment is not in place. Right. Okay. Now, how? What's your economic recovery uh, plan if you have one now, in regards to bringing jobs back? to especially your district and the mm-hmm. city of Utah. What, 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 how, how do you see, what, what, what do you, what's your position in regards to the $15 uh, 
minimum wage that uh-huh. a lot of the politicians, especially the Democrats, have been pushing. Because that yeah, that's no. going to push, push mm-hmm. jobs away. Yes, that's that's a killer, especially for small businesses. No, right. um, I, I'm against the increase in the minimum wage, and you can see what's taking place is. But McDonald's, they increase the minimum wage in California, and what do they do? They lay off people. Um, you yeah. know, so let's let's um, leave that alone. I would not increase the minimum wage. But also, you talked about jobs. You know, again, these trade agreements, I would not be for these trade agreements that equals uh, loss of jobs for Americans. We look all the way back to NAFTA, and we can see how many, I mean, thousands of jobs have been lost after America enters in a trade agreement. Um, and bringing back jobs, I I think that we should uh, make it more lucrative for, or maybe I should say less lucrative for corporations to want to go overseas so they can stay here. Um, I, I'm not for taking our manufacturing jobs overseas. You know, I want to be able to build things again and be self-sufficient um, yes, right. we can still do a little bit of trade here and there, but it's not when it's detrimental to Americans. Right. And, and and another factor is a lot of these kids that are coming to college, they're coming out with a huge college uh, debt. Now that the college loan debt is in the trillions now, uh, how, how what's your plan? What would, what would be a plan that you would try to pass or create <clears throat> legislation that will alleviate that pain of these students coming out with such a huge debt and then not have jobs because that, that, that's right. the problem with the millennials. Well, uh, yeah, a couple things. And then I'm going to have to scoop because I've got an early morning yeah. tomorrow, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes. Um, but I've enjoyed it so much. Oh, definitely. One definitely, thing, definitely. My, my daughter is still paying off her student loans, so um, and she is working, fortunately. So uh, I would not um, excuse the loans. I think if you... If you used them, you knew what you were getting into, you need to pay them back. But also, we need to look at the Department of Education. I think that should be eliminated. It should stay in the states. Um, okay. And the um, these colleges, and all schools, I mean, we've got a big problem here with the schools, too, with Common Core and all, but um, they need to be teaching and educating, not indoctrinating our children right. or youth into a... Um, socialist society or globalization of America through our children, that's not acceptable. So um, we certainly have to be looking at the education educational system to where it's beneficial to our children, but also beneficial to America. We have to teach American ways again, what's America about, that multiculturalism is not good for our country. Right. Well, that, that, that's fantastic. And, and I, again, once again, uh, you, if you can provide us with your website, the Remembrance Project website, and and just give us a, a, a whatever, anything else you want to mention just before you leave. Uh, yes, the Remembrance website is theremembranceproject.org, theremembranceproject.org. And um, my campaign, please do, if you can uh, come out and walk, 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 or phone bank or anything like that, please come out. We have signs. Um, if you like a sign, email the campaign at uh, campaign 
at MariaForAmerica.com. That's campaign at MariaForAmerica.com. And together, y'all, we can get make this happen. It's grassroots and, you know, the power is in the people's hands. And well, each person makes a difference. And, you know, please um, tell your friends and neighbors and go to my website. Definitely, definitely. And we'll be in touch, uh, Maria, because I definitely uh, – uh, I, I definitely we we want to get get you to DC, so we'll be in touch. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, and y'all watch for my next mailer. So yes, make a donation so I can get yes. more mailers out. <laughs> Thank you so Fantastic. much. Right, Thank you for right. coming. Thank you for uh, appearing, and uh, we we will be talking to you soon. Yeah, well, yes, we have gentlemen. to have you, you on again. No doubt in our, on my mind, we have to have you on again. Well, thank you, and tell my favorite liberty-loving Latino, hello, Chris Falsey. Okay. okay. <laughs> right, have, a good, have a good night. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Good night. Okay. Wow. What a terrific lady, uh, what she's oh, doing. Yeah. And, and let, yeah. let me tell you, what a, also, what a startling revelation on the show tonight that the yeah. brother of Brian Terry, Kent Terry, said that uh, just, what was it, a week or days before he was murdered by the uh, yeah. mindless, dumbass, fast and furious program uh, when he was yeah. murdered with one of those weapons. He stops a silver SUV. He inspects it. It's got many guns in the back. He radios in, and they tell him to let it go. Oh, my God. What a yeah. revelation! Yeah, it's. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, these, especially these Democrats in D.C., they're heartless. They're cruel. Uh, when I said at the top of the show, the Democrats have two talents: one is distorting reality, the other is gaming the system. Here, they're distorting this reality of what's going on. This poor young man. Killed. The family can't go in his house for a year. The house is trashed, and you know why the house is trashed. And and, and his computers were wiped clean because they were looking for any evidence that would uh, prove them negligent and criminal on what they were doing. They were searching for it. Uh, when she said that Eric Holder suddenly got. Uh, he perked up his attention on what she was saying when they said they found the Brian Terry diary. I'm sure what was going through his head is, oh, no, how did we miss that? Because they're such cruel, inhumane. Uh, to me, they're psychopaths, how you could permit people to die and lie about it as in Benghazi, lie about it as in Brian Terry obfuscate all the facts concerning it and then attack people who are trying to bring this to the public attention, attack them in various ways. It's reprehensible, and which is why Donald Trump is running away in uh, New Hampshire. And, oh, by the way, I wanted to tell you, Cruz now is moving a little further ahead of Bush into third place. So Cruz will take show. I'm showing he's got uh, 11.8% of the vote and Bush 11.4. And Rubio's down to fifth. You see, yeah. you know what? I, I'm proud to say, Ruben, that uh, New Jersey came through here exposing the Rubio 
campaign because our governor really lumped up Mr. Rubio at the last debate. Uh, I was worried that he was gaining momentum, and I was like, oh, no, is this going to be the main Trump contender? And all of a sudden, he's one, two, three, four. He's in fifth place. And he's not that far ahead of Chris Christie either. Um, but uh, your man is in third place. Your man's taking third. He's in the money, as they say well, at the racetrack, Ruben. I made I made a prediction last week. I made a prediction. I don't know if you saw it on Facebook. That Cruz was either going to come in second and third place. We were not going to beat Donald wow. in, in New Hampshire. And I predicted. Isaac Prince Network, Ruben. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> But but I'll tell you I'll tell you it's uh, I'm very impressed with Maria. Maria is, is such a classic yeah, woman. Yeah yeah the real deal and, the and real she, deal. She has a good shot. She's getting endorsed by I mean she has the endorsement of the governor of Texas. Uh, wow she, she that's that's yeah. a big uh, uh, you know what that guy is something you got down there because he's bucking the Republican D.C. establishment by backing her. And not the uh, go along, get along, butter my bread, and I'll play along incumbent who's there now. Because I have no respect for anyone who voted for that omnibus bill. That was pure hogwash. Uh, yeah. And and also, you know what I wanted to uh, I forgot to add in with TPP. You have a two thousand page bill, just like yeah. Obamacare. You know I would love to see that we keep the whole. Congress, and I mean we, I mean uh, Republicans who may yeah. put the interests of the country ahead, and we have the White House. I'd like to see legislation that no bill be over 100 pages because the, yeah. this is how these Bolsheviks roll. There is so yeah. much illicit crap in 2,000 pages that won't possibly surface for a year from now, two years from now. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We can do that. It's in the TPP bill. It's on page 1,747, footnotes, uh, you know, A to Z. Uh, they're going to pull something like that. I don't trust them. Uh, I don't trust anything that the Obama administration negotiates because they're both ignorant and they're both harmful to the America. What a dangerous combination. What the hell did you do, America, electing these, these idiots that we have in there now? And not just idiots, criminals, cruel, heartless criminals. Uh, and, and now people are actually considering Hillary Clinton. I'm, I'm flabbergasted by what I'm seeing. I mean, I can't believe the amount or the, the lack of proper education for people that would support a Hillary or a Bernie, I mean, a communist socialist, give me a break. And, you know, uh, I'm going to go back, and I do this every week. I'm going to compare capitalism to socialism. Capitalism is bread waiting on the shelf for you at the bakery when you want to go in and buy it. Socialism is you waiting in line outside the bakery to buy a loaf of bread. And especially the young listeners, the millennials, and even younger college students, if you're in the dorms, do you like going out and going to the store and getting something when you need it? Do you enjoy that? Do you like working on your handheld devices? Because you get into this communism, socialism, you, you're going to lose 
a lot. And you know what? The people like Ruben, the people like myself that are yelling from the mountaintops, stop, look at what you're doing. You're, the bell is going to go off in your head. Oh, my God, those guys were right. But it's going to be too late. Hello. Uh, and, and now I'm going to revert over. I'm seeing Trump is more than double. He's more than double the second-place finisher in New Hampshire. And I'm real happy about that. Kasich is coming in now at 16%. Donald's at 33.8% with 45% of the precincts reported. Now, do you have any information on the uh, Hillary side of things? Uh, Bernie? I mean, the last I saw Bernie was up like 57. 57 to 40. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Oh, oh no, now I think 59 to 38. <laughs> I'm uh, loving the that. The sad part is, the sad part, and people, uh, audience, the, the, the part that is really interesting is that it's a socialist who's beating Hillary, <laughs> a guy who, you know, he's been getting... A semi-socialist. Right, yeah. right. And, and you know what I don't understand? If I was a Democrat and... I'm unhappy. Obviously, I'm unhappy with these two old white people that uh, have no redeeming qualities. I would vote for the O'Malley guy, even though I'm not a fan of him. But who can vote for uh, Karl Marx up there, a.k.a. Bernie Sanders? Who can vote for Clinton, the Clinton crime family? You know, one thing I wanted to remind the young listeners, one of the most reprehensible rapes, that Bill Clinton did was they had a Bill and Hillary had a friend, the uh, was it Richie's, uh, and the woman's husband commits suicide. She so she loses her husband, she loses her income. She goes to Bill Clinton, who I think was still the governor then, and she goes to him crying. She's a basket case. Her husband is dead. She's going to have no more money there. And Bill Clinton rapes her right in the office. Could you imagine something like that? I mean, even the most horniest devil on earth would say to himself, you know what? This woman's in bad shape. She's going through a bad time. Maybe I'm not going to rape today, Bill. Oh my God, this is the type of person Bill Clinton was. He rapes her when she comes to him, and she's coming to him because they were family friends, and she trusted him. She's looking for comfort. She's looking for direction. She's looking for help. She's not looking to get raped. Oh, my God. And then after the rape, of course, Hillary swings into action and does what she can to crush this poor woman. That to me was one was even more reprehensible than uh, the uh, what's her face the uh, intern Monica Lewinsky because the woman was in such a fragile vulnerable state and and then Hillary of course after Bill rapes her Hillary's got to stomp on her to make sure she keeps her mouth shut and the public doesn't hear about what her husband had just done that's. Bill, Bill and Hillary Clinton, 
and she's still getting 38% of the vote. Like I said, Karl Marx over here is getting 59.2% now. They have 47% of the precincts holding. Uh, I, that means almost 6 out of 10 voters, Ruben, in the Democratic Party are picking Karl Marx over here. Real scary to me. I'm scared, Ruben. Nothing anyone's going to say is going to stop me from being scared. All right, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let you go. What do you think about uh, these, these primaries here, Ruben? I, 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 I'm happy that Bernie Sanders is whipping Hillary because as much as I dislike Bernie, I really dislike Hillary, I mean, the Clintons. I mean, I want her to get whipped every time. No wonder, no wonder, no wonder Bloomberg is, is, is contemplating joining the race. And, and I'm elated. I'm elated. I want Bloomberg to enter the race because guess what? I don't know too many Trump supporters. I don't know too many Tea Party people or conservatives who uh, want to take guns out of the hands of law-abiding U.S. citizens, exactly. which is exactly. a big cause celebre for for him. You know, he's yeah. real wants restriction on guns, so he would siphon off from the from the Democrats. Uh, and possibly a, a few uh, uh, lame brain GOP, but predominantly Democrats. So my thing is, okay. go ahead, Bloomy, do it, baby, do it. That's the reason I, 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 I would be happy because he's going to do damage to the Democratic Party, not, not, not the Republican Party, the Democrats. Yeah, yeah, he would, because uh, only Democrats are these, uh, you know, total anti-Second Amendment rights. You know, because they live in cities, they they live in areas where you can't have guns, uh, and right. or it's extremely difficult to have a gun. So they're you know not not like uh, the brunt of the country, and and even though I'm a northeasterner myself, uh, I'm all for Second Amendment. I don't have a gun. I'm a night fighter. You know, my, my style. I I don't need a gun. Uh, I'll catch you in the middle of the night <laughs> quietly. Uh, but uh, uh, that's how it goes. Also, I wanted to say we are students for a better future. We are led by Her Highness Doreen Finkel, the unflappable, the unstoppable, the unfathomable Doreen Finkel. We're with Ruben Torres, uh, man of the globe. He's been all over the globe, unlike myself. You know, I've only been into all the New York City neighborhoods and alleys and back streets. I know that real well. Uh, my, I am Mark Falzon. I call myself Dr. Mark, the political optometrist, helping you see clearly. Because, America, you desperately need to see clearly when we have dangerous people like Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders actually contemplating being in our White House. In 90 seconds, I also want to remind the audience, please don't forget that when the Clintons' terms ended and Bill and Hillary had to leave the White House, their staff and their aides looted the White House, looted Air Force One of, all, of almost it seemed like everything they could carry. Uh, no charges were levied. Uh, much of the stuff was returned uh, after law enforcement got involved. But this is this is the crowd that they have, which leads me to believe, Ruben. Oh my God, I can only think what 
what, what Obama's Cossacks are going to do when they're leaving the White House. All right, folks, well, listen, Ruben, right, next, good night. Next, next, week, next week we have another interesting guest. Okay, terrific. Good night, folks. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.